The Black and Abdallah podcast is brought to you by Fry the Coop. Their double fried chicken sandwiches at Fry the Coop can make you have feelings, intense feelings. The spicy butter one will make you feel happiness. Yeah, that's right, happiness. Fry the Coop, the best chicken sandwiches ever. And now the Black and Abdallah podcast. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago ESPN Chicago. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Black and Abdallah. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. It's Blockin' Abdallah, weeknight, 6-8, right here on ESPN 1000. Yeah, we're going to get to some Bears conversation this evening, absolutely. So we head towards week seven in the NFL. The Bears will host the Raiders this weekend. You know, we were talking with Waddle and Sylvie about the stupid human tricks. Like, I don't really have anything else to offer outside of being able to put a penny in between my middle finger and my thumb and then snap my finger and fire off the penny that's like the only thing i can do that would be considered a stupid human trick i I don't really have any other talents to offer besides being a stupid human yeah you could argue hosting this radio show is Uh a very stupid human trick yeah 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 yeah. yes i i see where i I just walked myself into Mm -hmm. that yes Mm -hmm. Uh, so Mm -hmm. what what do you have abdallah you're going to showcase this for us? Showcase this on Twitch, ready? Well, you, you have to speak. You have to say what you're, you're doing. I'm, I'm making my thumb. You're making your thumb my disappear. Thumb. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I'm you're separating trying to do, my thumbs. Yeah, your thumb is the being thumb. detached it's from your hand. Trick. Look at Abdallah. I'm kind of double-jointed. I'm double-jointed. Yeah, I can do that. That's not, I don't really, that's not a trick, though. No, I don't. I don't really have a... I'm not... I don't have any stupid human tricks. Not that I can think like some of. Some people are really impressive. Some people have some cool things that they can yeah, do. I they can't, can accomplish. I don't really. I can't really do anything. I'm not bendy. I'm not. Uh, I can't do little flicks. <laughs> you like, can't do what? Your little flicks with your the penny that you uh, just with did. the pennies and yeah, fire them off. I can't do that. Um, no, that was more of like something that I, I taught myself because I was bored. That was that was that was something you do when you're bored is shoot pennies across the room yeah i don't uh i don't have any i don't have any did you used to make paper airplanes yeah i mean kind i guess yeah all right i can turn anything into a bong see that's a talent <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> or, or pipe that, that's a good talent was uh, in half baked the macgyver of weed smoking yeah there you go all I, right i guess I think you your challenge should be the next object we see out on the street, you have to go out there and make... And make it into a pipe? Yeah. <laughs> the next thing that we see out on the street, you have to go out there. That's well, the challenge. The problem is now you don't need that anymore. <laughs> these kids these days going to their dispos is what I was told it's called now. Yeah, in the commercial break, you were asked about where your dispo or was. Dispo and you was said, like, what? What's a dispo? Because you're old. Like, oh, a dispensary? Um, no, I mean, like... Before, like you had to turn. I remember turning like a Crayola marker into a uh, a one hitter. Okay, and because uh, like you, it was easy to hide from your parents. You pull out the marker yeah. inside, so but the then, stuffing, right? Yeah, but then the other key is you have to either have the you know the little um, mesh circular things that go inside sinks. Yeah, you could find one of those. A washer or pull, or pull one out of your. No, it's not the washer. It's like the mesh thing. Yeah, no, I. It's, that like it looks it's like mesh wire mm-hmm. and it it's where the water comes out so sure. you either have to dig it out of the sink yourself 
or you just go buy or you just go buy so some. Your parents are wondering where those went. They don't know that they're, they're missing. You can't see inside the sink. You know if it's not there. Or whatever. They don't know. <laughs> and you, I would make it, and it just looked like a marker. Uh, but now you got you just it just looks like a little pen or whatever. Now you just got all your little your little oils and your hashes or whatever you kids are smoking out there these days. It's blocking Abdallah. Ted in Hoffman Estates. Do you have any stupid human tricks, Ted? Gentlemen, how we doing? We're good, Ted. What's up, man? I'm here to talk about the Bears. Okay. Okay. I think we need to strip it down to the studs. Hear me out. I've got a three-step process. Okay. This sounds like a prepared thing. Okay. Right. Go ahead. Your floor's Amen. yours, Ted. Amen, bro. Yeah. Number one. Number one. Justin Fields has got to be traded. Traded. Okay? Traded. Got it. Field. Number one. And I want everybody to go look at the last two games. Get blown away by what they saw. 70 points of magical offense. I mean, he looked like a superstar. Trade him. Let's get some okay. serious draft pick capital. That's okay. number one. Number Damn. one traded. That's number one. Number two, number I love two. DJ Moore. DJ trade Moore. him. We're trading. We're trading DJ Moore. Trade the, the guy who I, walked I in as the best Bears wide receiver ever. Just trade him. Trade okay, him. cool. Okay, got it Absolutely. down. All right, yeah. yeah. Listen, you got to tear it down to build it up. It's already been torn down, but sure. Come on, let's tear it down more. Sure. Number three. Number three. Number three. I want to take the first and second pick, the pick from Carolina and the pick that we're going to get, and I want to trade. Trade it. I want to turn two picks into four or five and build a a complete team from the foundation and the trenches, the offense and the defensive line, and then it doesn't matter who you put back there. You could put Stetson Bennett back there. It doesn't matter. Polls are open. Everything's happening. My brain's my brain. Okay, so uh, three-step process. Uh, Trading Justin Fields. Number two, trading DJ Moore. Number Mm -hmm. three, you want to trade the picks number one and two to get four and five picks. Is that that correct? All right, Ted, thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it. There he is. There's Ted in Hoffman Estates. There he is. Yep. All right. I think that was a stupid human trick. Yeah, I think trading DJ Moore would be a stupid human trick. I think that was. I think that was that. I got no problem trading. Like if it, if you get to the se- end of the season and someone wants Fields and you've decided that you're going to move on, then fine. But you're not getting anything for him now. One, he's hurt. Two, his last game he looked awful. I want to trade one and two to get four and five. That's it? Just straight up just straight up swap? That's what he said, right? Okay. I was writing down what he said. Did Didn't he mean really... four or five picks each? I think that's what he meant. Can you I think trade that's what he meant? Can you trade one and two for ten picks? I think he wants ten picks. Okay. DJ Moore's twenty six. And we're, we're moving on. Yeah. No, we're, we're done. Trade. You got Bust. uh Kevin, I don't know I don't know if you heard this, but you got to uh tear it down to build back up. I thought that's what we'd been doing. Yeah, yeah. bust. Oh. Yeah. Sean in LaGrange, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Sean. Hey, how you guys doing? We're good, man. What's up? Well, you guys were talking about uh, stupid human tricks, and yes. I was uh, trying to share mine. Go ahead. Go ahead. What is it? Well, I'm a uh, master MC uh, beatboxer, too. I do this stuff like every night in bed while I'm trying to sleep, and I think I've gotten pretty good at it. All right. Well, let's hear it. All right. Give me a moment here. Not bad, huh? That's pretty good. That's pretty good, Sean. Thank you for your efforts tonight. Thank you guys for the time. Yep, absolutely. There there he is. There's Sean in the Grange. Yep. Pretty good. 
the pause beforehand <laughs> is, like, hold on. is what really <laughs> set it up. <laughs> Claire's throat. Greg in Rogers Park, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Greg. Uh, that was amazing. My right. superhuman trick does not hold up, but I can open up a bottle with pretty much any object. I can do it with a house key, a pair of scissors, a screwdriver. It's just leverage, right? In the past. It's just having the leverage. It's just leverage. Okay. It's just, you leverage it, and you got to be willing to tolerate pain on like the bridge of your hand between your like thumb knuckle and your forefinger knuckle. Okay, see, that's rip. you may think that yours isn't as cool as the beatboxer, but I envy that stupid human trick. Yeah, I wish true. I was that cool. It was just like, oh, pff, bottle opener, pff, here you go. High utility, yep. Exactly, I would love that. It'd be like, anybody got a, what do you, you got a key? All right, pff, bottle opener, here you go. You got a lighter? There you go. Greg, have you heard of this one? So, uh, do you, were you with me at this? We were tailgating years ago. I'm talking like 15 years ago, Abdallah, and we, we get to the parking lot, and we realize that we bought beers that had... We needed a bottle opener for, and we didn't have it. Mm-hmm. So, Greg, what we did was we we took the bot the top of the bottle and we stuck it in between the spokes of the tire in my oh, car yeah. mm-hmm. for the leverage, and boom, we we're ready to go. You can also use the other bottle as a bottle opener. Yeah, that, that that's one. Yeah, it's risky. You could break some glass there. I've that never is, heard yeah, of the hubcap one. High high points for creativity. I yeah, like that. right. I do. Pretty good. I do. I like that. Thanks, that's Greg. Good. Thanks for the that's phone good. call. Thanks, Greg. Right there on. Is. Have a good night. There's Greg in Rogers Park. See, like, that's what I'm envious of. You know, that's one that I'm like, people that can do that are just like, oh, give me. You've got like a plastic Bic lighter and you're just popping bottles open. Well, the, the people who can create fire like that are the most impressive. Oh, yeah. Right? Like survival just, men who, yes. who just give me a little piece of uh, yarn and, and boom, he can make a fire out of it. Yeah. That, taking two pieces of sticks and, that I'm and also rubbing them together. Of. Anything that that uh, that makes you look cool, like no offense to the beatboxer, but I don't need to beat. I don't need to beatbox. I want to be able to open bottles. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, no, no I liked it. I thought it was good. It's good. It's not not one that I'm envious of. Steve in Bolingbrook, you're on ESPN 1000. Yeah, I don't know if this has been mentioned yet, but when I was in high school, we used to put the uh, like the soda can pops under our, the skin of our middle finger between you know, the nail and the finger, and you can just flick it really far. All right, okay. that's, a good, that's a good one, So Steve. It's, it's kind of like doing the, it's kind of like the, the penny, exactly, right? It's exactly right? like the penny. Yeah, but you're using, yeah, can you do it, yeah. you tried it with change? You stick it under your skin, like right underneath the nail and the skin, and you just flick it, and it just flies like a frisbee. Yeah, it's pretty sweet, isn't it? Have you tried uh, doing this with uh, change like Chris has? Putting change under my fingernails? No. Well, no, that's what, like he's saying, you flick it. You just give it a little I think flick. He, I think his is a different style. His I think a, okay. he's just flinging. Oh, he's like, okay. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a snap. I think oh, his is a okay. fling. All right, all right. I got that. Okay. Yeah, I got you, Steve. Thanks you know what for the else phone I'm call. Envy of? Uh, people that can blow uh, smoke rings can't do that. Oh yeah, that is. Cool. I've tried. That's pretty cool. I think it's something school. like it's something with your yeah. But you think with the amount that I've smoked that I'd be able to? Yeah, it, that's practice, fair. But I can't. Lewis and Cicero, you're on ESPN 1000. Yo, what's up, guys? Man, that was super quick this time. Um, well, we saw Lewis on the board, and we're like, we yeah, gotta we're get like, him on. He's got a trick. What do we got? Of, of course, man. So I could do the lighter thing too, but I think like every Mexican is just born with that ability. 
of like opening a beer with like anything at all. It's just um, it's passed down from generation to generation. Oh yeah, oh yeah, exactly. You know how uh, well, those people in Kenya run really fast. Yeah, Mexicans open beer with like everything. This guy's uh, winning a marathon. You're handing him a beer at the end. Right, and uh, I could do that fireball trick where you hold gas uh, oh. on your hand, and then you just let it rip, and you can create like a little fireball. And you breathe uh, through it, right? And you it's like you're breathing fire? I don't breathe through it at all. You hold gas with your hand, if, if you can follow me with that. You, you, know? you make a circle, and then you light it up, and then you wait a couple seconds, and you can actually, I can actually light a cigarette with my hand, you know, light the fire in sure. my hand, and then light a cigarette. Yeah, what if you, you... open your hand, and it's like a little fireball. Right, and then what if you, like, blew into your hand? Wouldn't that push the fireball out? You know what? I've never done that. I, I don't try it. That's yeah, not on us. Yeah, don't try that. The, uh, yeah. the official uh, you Black got, and Abdallah show is not yeah, recommending people try that. you got to teach little Lewis Jr. Oh, how to open up beers. <laughs> we don't need you uh, burning your hand, okay? <laughs> right in my mouth. I'm going to call you back tomorrow with a class. Like, <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> we advise you to be safe. All right, guys. Be safe, man. Have a good one. There's Lewis. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. We go. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Robert? Hey, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for getting me out so quick. Um, you guys are talking about whatever powers or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, stupid for, human uh, tricks. What do you mm-hmm. got? Superpowers. So <laughs> me, my cousins, and my brother, we actually invented some uh, top shooters. We got two by fours in the city of Chicago on the south side and started to shoot bottle caps, whether it's pop, soda pop bottle caps or yeah. beer bottle caps. Sure. Shoot them at the city buses. The, the the agenda was to aim it through the windows of the Chicago buses as they the CTA buses as they, as they drove by. Um, we almost went to jail for that. Yeah, the Black oh, yeah, and Abdallah program does not like, endorse yeah. these acts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't do yeah. that. Yeah, don't. Well, the, the issue was not that we were doing it because you know you can run from the you can outrun the Chicago police when you do it. But the problem was we were like eight, nine, ten years old, and one of the guys that was with us we knew him but we didn't know him. He actually stole a woman's purse who was special education. And we didn't know that he stole her purse. And we were all family except this one guy. So we realized that that's what he did because his mom was actually on drugs. So, yeah, it was actually kind of crazy. My brother was really good. And I said, hey, hold on. Somebody's walking by. Do not shoot. And he said, what? And as he said, what? He let go. So we ended up in a smorgasbord of issues with Chicago police. And got a lot of trouble. And that was the last time I spent my summer on the south side of Chicago as a kid. Well, well, Robert, uh, thank you for the stupid human trick uh, that you were firing bottle caps at the buses. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that, that story went all, all over the place. Yeah, thank you, Robert. Yeah, that was did. good. That took thank a you. turn. That's what the thank kids you. say, taking a turn. I would not recommend firing off bottle caps at turn. Uh, buses yeah. on the street. Yeah, neither would I. Neither would I. It's Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Abdallah, would you like to play door one or door two? It's too early for this. Door one or door two? 
What would you? Where would you like to go? Door, door one or door two? I'll go door two. We go to door one. <laughs> and we go to Mitchell Early. in Desplaines. All right, Mitchell, what do you have? Hey there, I'm Team uh, Gemini and Team Sag. I just want to do a quick report on some uh, important aspects that I think everybody should be involved oh, and really, okay. you know, loom their ear to. Number one, to the Libras out there. Uh, you got the son of Libra. You got, I think your wife was a Libra, right? She's had a birthday. You got a fellow cohort that had a birthday. Uh, so Libra and Libra rising, you're on the, you know, what I call the mainframe. Plus, you just had a solar eclipse in your sign last week, which is a new moon and a solar eclipse, which is a great opportunity during the next year. So this next year, if you're a Libra or Libra rising, it's, it's, very, it's, a, it's a very positive moment. Now, regarding um, some of your um, interesting callers over the week, Sure. Uh, with, with Justin Fields, um, you know the injury that was that was that was imminent. This has been going on for three years. Justin Fields, this idea, notion that if he goes to San Francisco, a different NFL team, or even to the CFL, all of a sudden just had water. He's a uh, he's Steve, you know, Joe Montana is a Johnny Appleseed fairy tale. He has innate qualities that are deficient. He has abilities, or sorry, he has a lack of abilities that does not transcend in terms of getting to the NFL level. And if you just watch the video, if you watch... Well, he's at the NFL level, Mitchell. You can't say that he's not, he can't get there. He's there. No, if you want, okay, the only thing I will say to your point, and this goes for everybody because they're vapid-minded centennials, if you want to run a Bobby Douglas uh, design run, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but guess what? That doesn't going to win you games. They, he, he broke what Johnny? He broke a Bobby Douglas uh, record last year, right? In 1972, and they went three and 14. How is he as a passer? That's the, the, the your. This is the problem with millennials and centennials. You just don't have the depth. No offense, but I'm being honest. Both of you, okay? No, I think you we got the depth. depth I think we have the depth because you think you just think we have the depth. That, oh, the reason why he can't throw is because of the bad coaching or guessing. You're dramatically in dead wrong. And that's, that's no, the biggest problem with Fields is that when you listen to Paul Allen, when you listen to uh, Lombardi, when you listen to the random Lombardi. assistant coach last year, it all adds up. And I saw this three years ago. What, what more evidence do you need, Tim, Tim Gemini? Seriously, that he cannot, when you saw the game last week, that's a culmination of the, his entire career. Justin Fields has never been called out on his blood mechanics. He ran a uh, what I call a spread offense. In Ohio I disagree. State. He has been. People have said that he has to get rid of the football way quicker for the last couple of He's seasons. He's been saying that for three years. Yeah, saying, but you can't so say that he what? hasn't so been called out for it. People have absolutely pointed that out. No, the point is that he has to make smarter Here, decisions in the pocket, be quicker with it, and, and step you, back and throw the football. It's a broken record, Gemini. You want to keep on playing these tapes over? You've been seeing this for three freaking years. The, the thing is, Fields is never going to ascertain the ability to read defense, get that ball out. When there's a six-foot, when the defense, he can't see it. And by the way, you watch his head. When you watch his head, normally every quarterback going back to Pop Warner, when you go through your progressions, he doesn't do it. He doesn't really. There's something. There's a disconnect in his in, in the way he's the way his his hard drive is. And I listen. Nobody can fix that. So to say that he's going to trans he's going to basically transpose into a different system. No, unless it's a product design runs. 
So you're basically, all you're doing is you're beta testing a flawed product or last year they were, okay, Gemini, let me ask you this. Yeah. They went three and 14. So you told me last year, right? Well, they, they, they purposely wanted a tank. Okay. Now they're one in five. What's your excuse now? And by the way, no, there is no excuse. They, there is no excuse. They're one in five. They're, they're a they're bad football five. team with a bad quarterback. There is no they're excuse. He needs to be better. If he's not better, they're going to get a different quarterback. No, That's end of the story. Yeah, okay, right. But here's my point. This is all going – it's already happened. In other words, the fact is why we have this reprieve with this thumb injury, this, the thumb injury, that can last – Well, he dislocated his thumb. Yeah, so that can last easily four to six weeks. That's a, that's a very difficult injury to get over. The time that's going to be obviously implemented with, uh, with Asian Bajan is you're going to see just on the most superficial level, you're going to see a very effective quarterback. And listen, stop talking about his college days because you know what? Uh, I think it's sort of disrespectful to him. He went from a Division two school, right? But he was a four-year starter. Mitchell, and when, you saw, when did we talk about his college days? No, I'm saying is that there's a lot of people, not you specifically. Okay, I want to just let me just let me double check that. But well, there's well, a lot who, of people who's this call for that then? Put him down by saying that he came from. No, there's perfectly clear. There's perfect evidence that shows that how many times on ESPN 1000 you say that oh I came from a division school. Listen, that's not right. He gets. The I haven't said that today. Started. Have you said that today? I've said it before because it is accurate that he did come from a Division two school. Did he not, Mitchell? Yeah, your, yeah, response. Yeah, your response. Your response. Your response, Mitchell. Your response. Your response, please. Did he go to a Division two school? Your response. Yeah, but the okay. subtext. I yes, but the subtext is that it's, it's actually it's not that he doesn't have the ability to to, to go up against a list town. Justin Fields with Ohio State. He's horrible. So what does that mean? No, by the way, Dave Craig. He played twenty years. Twelve year starter in uh, in uh, Seattle. Then played another ten years in the league as a starter. He and he Dave Craig, dude. He update, was update terrible. your references. Like I'm sick of this. The Dave Craig did this. Oh, and Dave Craig did that. Bad. And Dave Craig did that. Hey, hey Dave uh, Craig did that. He went to a Division two school, Mitchell, and you know it. He were there. No, come on. You, you don't do your homework. The I did do my is, homework. It's you, it's a fact that he went to Division II school, Mitchell. That's a yeah, fact. It's also, you, you don't complete the story. That is true. At the other side of the coin, he also was a four-year starter. And okay, when you guys, cool. When, when, sure. Mark interviewed, when Mark interviewed, uh, there was a guy that was the personnel department. He made the rounds along media row. And he talked about how the deficiencies with both Trubisky and obviously Field was that yeah, they had limited starts. Mm-hmm. They had limited time. So what, well, how, how lack of your journalism skills does this take you? That, I mean, the fact is that, look, I, I think you have to be aware that whatever you're saying in terms journalism of skills. You think of Dahl has journalism skills? skills? Journalism skills. I, I agree with Mitchell. Exactly you don't have any. Look, all I'm telling <laughs> you is this. They're, they're one in five, and I hope that uh, Agent Bajan at least gives the opportunity for the consideration of these great receivers we have. An opportunity to actually shine. Well, Mitchell, I hope he plays well. This team needs to win some games. I I agree. This is no good. This losing thing is no good. Whoever the quarterback is, they have to play well. Oh, we're we're both on the same page. That's the master of the obvious. I'm telling you the systemic problems that coexist over the last three years. And if you continue down the road of not basically saying, coming to grips with the fact that Justin Fields is flawed in his mechanics, then you go back to ground zero, Daddy-O. And that is the the bottom bottom line. All right. Thank you, Mitchell. There he is, Mitchell in the splines. And for the opposite, opposite side, uh, the opposite party, the rebuttal, we go to Such in Naperville. Such, your thoughts. What's up, fellas? How you guys doing? We're good. 
Let me let me just say I got a couple words for that guy. I don't know why Justin Fields and your not liking him makes you call out millennials. I'm 31, so I think I fall in that. Uh, centennials, I believe, is what he, he called, he called out. Centennials. He said both. Yeah. Say both. He went after up. both. Shut up, boomer. Bro, go back to your Hungry Man TV dinner, flip Hungry through your yellow page phone book, and call 670 <laughs> to score with that garbage. Oh, my God. And, hey, Such, that's and you great. can't call out my guys for their lack of journalism skills. You guys are the face of ESPN 1000 now. Come on. No, we're not. We're, we're, all, we're faces. We're at faces. Yeah, we're faces. I'm sorry. That was a stretch because you're both actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're definitely hey, the face. That I Look, I agree. At the end we're of the not day, the voice of a generation. We're voices of a generation. We, we, we are of a generation and we have voices. <laughs> there you go. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I can't disagree with everything you were saying. I'm ready. To, I'm kind of ready to move on from Fields, but for everybody just talking about this new kid, I mean, I get it. He he was under a lot of pressure to come in that game, like you know, unprepared a little bit. But he threw a couple ducks, and then he also fumbled the ball, and then threw an interception. So everybody who's like, "Yeah, this kid's gonna be great," get out of here with that. Anyway, I love you guys. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Such. Thank you for the phone call. Uh, one rebuttal, not enough. We go to Pete and Beverly. Pete, your chance. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Black Abdallah, love you guys. Uh, big time listener all the time. Uh, first rebuttal to Mitch: uh, Cocaine's a hell of a drug. I mean, maybe he just needs to chill on that. Um, the whole "that's the bottom line" thing is kind of lame. His argument about us, you know, young <laughs> folks disagreeing with the system in which Fields is the blame. Who cares if his mechanics are flawed? Who cares if he's got his issues? I mean. He's at NFL level for a reason. He made it through the draft. He's on a team. He's playing. So Mitch either needs to just stop calling or I don't know if you guys get like better ratings or something when he calls in because, I mean, I love piling on that guy for how wrong he is. Um, <laughs> but main thing here, though, is, you know, I, I trust your guys' opinion. I've called him before. You guys have given me sound advice or have called me, calmed me down about the Bears' woes and their issues. But uh, do you think – you know, maybe by the end of the season we'll be back on track with field development or do we have to look ahead to the draft? Like, I mean, getting Caleb Williams or something like that's probably, you know, pie in the sky dreaming, knowing our luck. But um, I don't know. Like, do we kind of need to have that plan in our back pockets already? Like, do we have to look that direction? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and thanks for the call, Pete. We appreciate you. Thanks for the kind words. I'd say, do they have to have that in the back pocket? Absolutely. Yeah. Two weeks ago, I thought that things were progressing in a nice direction. Mm -hmm. Last week, uh, I think we got knocked back down to ground zero of, like, this development chart. Right, like well, we're back down. To, we we started to build up a little, go mm-hmm. up the the mountain, climb a little bit, and then Fields goes out and looked really bad against the Vikings. Now the injury took place, so who knows how it finishes? We talked to Lance Briggs on Monday night. I kind of agree with what Lance told us. I think if Justin was healthy throughout the duration of the game, I think the offense would have finally figured something out. I think the Bears win that game. Yeah, the defense definitely played well enough for them to it's win. And I think to that, win with yeah. a backup getting thrown in there like that. Exactly. Especially yeah. a guy who's never started a game in his I think it depends career. on when Fields comes back. Like, Courtney Cronin joined Waddle and Sylvie earlier and was like, she wouldn't be surprised either way. She wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the week they say, hey, he's going to miss a couple weeks. He's not going to go to on IR, and then he'll be back. He's day-to-day, whatever, whatever. But she also wouldn't be surprised if on Friday or Saturday they're like, hey, we've put – 
Justin Fields on IR and he's going to miss four weeks and maybe have to have surgery or something like that. So it all depends. Like if he comes back in two weeks and has the rest of the season and plays well for the final, you know, nine, ten games or whatever it'll end up being then sure, you can build around him and you don't need to take a quarterback. But I think right now they are up at Hallis Hall. They're probably starting to plan on taking a quarterback. 312-332-3776 is the phone number if you want to talk to Black and Abdallah. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Force a habit. You okay? Force a habit. What was that? Back and better than ever. Oh, the music? Mm -hmm. The star of Greeny show? Mm -hmm. It's good. It is a good song. I like listening to Greeny. So do I. It's a good show. I like it. Bubba, Hembo, Nuno, Devin, the, the crew. hashtag crew. The crew. Bubba. Bubba. <laughs> Black and Abdallah, week nine, six, eight, right here on ESPN 1000. Go to James and Joliet. We're talking Bears football with you at 312-332-3776. What's up, James? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, just wanted to comment real quick. So I was at the game Sunday with... Um, uh, the Vikings versus the Bears. Mm-hmm. And I did notice that when Badger got in, he was a little quicker. Uh, full disclosure, I never played football, but in watching football for a number of years, I noticed that footwork is like 50%, if not more, of being a quarterback. And for whatever reason, his footwork in the pocket, you know, is just, you know, a little quicker than uh, Fields. Now, Fields obviously has a stronger arm, and Fields kind of reminds me of, you know, your Cam Newtons or your Ben Roethlisberger's who don't have, like, the quick feet in terms of the three, four-step drops, but they make up for that with their strong throwing arms. Um, but in terms of Fields' you know, progression, I think he could get there. It's just a matter of how long it would take. And then in terms of Caleb Williams, I like what he brings to the table in relation to a skill set. But if we think we're going to get Caleb Williams and – Marvin Harrison Jr., and just plug and play them, and then, you know, not have to worry about the O-line, not have to worry about player development. I think Bears fans are going to be sadly mistaken. So I'll hang up and listen to what you guys got to say. Yeah, good point there, James. Appreciate it. I'd say I I know it's the same thing. James is totally right. Bajant was releasing the football quickly. Mm -hmm. That's needed. Now, can you dink and dunk your way to wins? You probably can to a certain extent. It depends. Um, you do have to have the ability to stretch the field to to go with making the smart decisions quickly. And, and I think that's where with this whole development of Justin Fields to this point, my patience as a fan is getting less and less as the weeks go on. He's just not doing it. Mm-hmm. Like he did it against Washington made quick decisions he threw it he trusted his receivers his receivers made plays for him the bears looked really good yeah but then you have more time to prepare and you falter you have like a malfunction upstairs where like he got frozen in the pocket from the jump he didn't know where to go with the football he might just be what trubisky was when it comes to being a bum slayer 
Like, he had two good games against the two worst defenses in the NFL. And then when you have a a, a defense that disguises their, their – they, you know, they pretend they're going to blitz, and then they pull guys back in coverage. They disguise their coverages. They're blitzing you more than any other team has so far. Like, he just freezes, you know? Like, that could be it. He could just be very good at beating the very bad teams. Now, can you dink and dunk your way down the field? I think this week you can. The, the Raiders' offense is not good at all. They've only scored over 20 points once. They scored 21 in a win last weekend against New England. They've scored 17, 10, 18, 17, 17, and 21. And if Garoppolo, who didn't practice today, isn't out there and ends up being Brian Hoyer, your defense has even better chance to keep them, you know, at bay. And then if you can score, maybe you get you get to. I think this might be a race to twenty one this weekend. You understand? Whoever gets to twenty one first. You understand my concern though. Like yeah. each week that passes, absolutely, the hope and the patience for Fields to figure it out is is getting less and less in my mind. But that should come. But. Like, like, I know some people able, are already out on fields. Yeah. I'm not willing to be out on fields yet. I don't think that I'm out. I'm 100% out on him yet. I still hope he comes back soon and you can finish out the season with him and then you can make a decision. But if he keeps playing like he has against medium to good defenses, right? Like where they're disguising coverages and he just isn't getting it. Like he doesn't know how to decipher it and doesn't know how to audible out or go to the check down soon enough or whatever it is then he might just not get it. Like, that just might be it. He might just not get it. And then you got to move on. Josh in Park Ridge, here on ESPN 1000. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, first time caller, long time listener. What's up, Josh? Welcome to the show. Mm, appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I'm calling because I'm tired of guys like Mitch. <laughs> Always get in on fields because he's not a... Uh, a passer. The problem we have with Justin Fields is, yes, he does miss open receivers, but that's because he's running for his life 90% of the time. Uh, you know, it's hard enough to be an NFL quarterback without worrying that on 80% of the, your drawbacks you're being pressured. The two games that uh, he played good, the offensive line played decent. Uh, my point is, you could get uh, Tyson Bajan, you could get Caleb Williams, you could get uh, Patrick Mahomes, and without an offensive line, you're not going to win. You're not going to do anything. Look at Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl game against uh, Tampa. That offensive line was horrible, and Patrick Mahomes did not look like anything like himself. So until we fix this, uh, this offensive line, the quarterback's not the problem. I mean, at times, the offensive line has been okay, and Justin Fields still holds on to the ball too long. How would mm-hmm. you explain that, Josh? Well, that's the problem. You need to get – he does have things to work on, his footwork, moving the ball faster, but it's not going to get fixed when he don't got time to, you know, throw the ball. So when he feels like he does got time, he's overthinking it. He's in his own head. And – Here's the thing. They're making him a pocket passer. He's not a pocket passer. He needs to be rolled out. He's got to be mobile. You've got to play to his strength. You get a mobile quarterback, you have to play to his strength. The coaching staff is not doing that. They're doing the opposite. They're trying to make him into like a Peyton Manning-type quarterback, and Fields will never be that. Thanks for the call, Josh. Appreciate it. Call again, all right, man? I, I think that some of that I disagree with because Justin Fields was a pocket passer in college, comes into the NFL. It seems as if he can't process quick, quick enough 
to stay in the pocket. Therefore, that's why he's bailing. That's why he's leaving. That's why he has to be moved from the pocket. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's he's that. I don't think it's he's a running quarterback. So why are they sticking him in the pocket? I think he's running because he can't stick in the pocket. Yeah, it's on him. Yes, he's not standing in there and taking advantage of the mismatches or being able to decipher that there's a blitz. So I have multiple guys who are not supposed to be coming at me from the side. Therefore, there's open coverage mm-hmm. on the other side of the field or right into the blitz. You know, like throwing into the blitz, like where those players are blitzing from, there's going to be a hole in the coverage and not being able to decipher where to go with the football. That's a mental side of the game that for some reason there is a, a missing element to all of this. He should be getting it. He's well, not, though. Look, the offensive line held their own against Washington. Their defensive backfield's not good, but up front, they're very good. And they like they were struggling to get pressure. And yeah, he had a couple sacks, but for the most part, they were not his fault uh, like the last few games were leading up to that game. But I think that to say that the offensive line isn't performing well isn't... Like, yeah, did they have a bad game on Sunday? Yeah, they did because the snapping was bad and protection wasn't good. But that hasn't been the case all season. They've played a lot better than they did last year. Like he's the offensive line has held their own and receivers are getting open and he's just not letting the ball go. He's just not throwing it in time. Rich Norland Park, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Rich? Hey, what's going on, guys? I just wanted to piggyback on the whole Justin Fields thing. The guy, listen, he's he's a physical talent. Yeah, the guy can do many things. The one thing he can't do, as you guys have already alluded to, he doesn't have the vision. All right. The two games that he had very good success, he had college style wide open passes. When you have that, yeah, just about anybody in the NFL should be able to do that. When you get tight niche and you get a good defense, he struggles. He has a couple of games where he can throw one or two passes in the game and you're like, Oh wow, what a pass. And then the rest of it, it's just like, what is he doing? He has no pocket awareness. No pocket presence. The guy stands there way too long. When he does do something, he has the same tendencies. And since last year, teams got tape on him. They know how to figure him out. They know he likes to bust out to the side and try to run the ball. So they're blocking that for him. Now he's lost. He has nothing. Not Well, not to mention that the coaching staff also kind of probably put it in his head. They want him to stay in the pocket a little bit longer. That didn't help. But at the same time, the guy just, he's lost. He can't figure it out. I think it's time to start looking at whoever it is next year's draft and see if this next crop has the ability to hopefully produce something for the Bears that we've never had, which is a franchise quarterback. Thanks, Rich. Thanks for the phone call. Yes. There is Rich in Orland Park. You know, I if we look at this Raiders game, I want to see Bajan play well because mm-hmm. I want the Bears to play well and I want them to win a game. But I think a lot of people will use that. If Beijing goes out there and plays well, they're going to use that as their ammunition to suggest that Justin Fields can't play. Well, that's what they're going to do. They're going to say, Beijing played well. He picked it up. Look at how quick the ball got out of his hand. And then they're going to say there's a direct relation Mm -hmm. to Fields not being able to do it. Therefore, Beijing is the better quarterback. I think that there's there are three possible outcomes. One, they lose, he looks bad, and then it's like, okay, well, Bajan ain't it, Fields ain't it, this whole thing ain't possible, it, right? That could certainly happen. That could certainly happen. And I think that this uh, this Raiders offense isn't very good. 
uh, as I alluded to with how many points they've scored so far. Um, I think it could also be you could have two things for an outcome, right? Beijing can go out there and absolutely ball out, right? Like he's he's getting everyone involved. He's getting Mooney involved, DJ Moore. He's making tight throws. He's doing everything. Looks great because this de- you know the the Raiders defense is is good. It's it's okay. It's not the best defense, but it's fine. Um, and so he could look good. The other outcome is that both defenses are better than both of these offenses. Yeah. And you could get a race to 17, a race to 21, a race to 14. And like, yeah, he could just not make any mistakes and they could win. Like if he doesn't make mistakes in the game against the Vikings, like if Bajan doesn't give the ball up twice, the Bears win that game. I think so. And he doesn't and he doesn't look that great doing it right. Like he looks fine. He's a serviceable backup. And you're like, okay, you didn't screw up. The defense played well, and you you eked out a win. And I think that that's how they can win on Sunday. I think that against the Raiders, you can be okay, manage the game. The defense plays well, especially if Garoppolo doesn't go and you're facing Brian Hoyer. Then you can definitely play well, and then you eke out a close win. That's why the totals the totals like 37 in this game. More calls on the way on the Chicago Bears. You can call us at 312-332-3776. And also, the song of the night. That's next. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2. The ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. It's Black and Abdallah. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Tyson Bajan spoke to the media today. We'll hear what he had to say coming up in five minutes right here on ESPN 1000. A lot of good Bears conversation this evening. And if you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. But Abdal, each night around 650, we play for you the song of the night. I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for... Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song. We go to Akon. Right now. In 2008. It's your Song of the Night. With Black and Abdallah. Each night. Right here. On ESPN it's 1000. so long, 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 That I haven't seen your face. I'm trying to be strong. But the strength I have is washing away. It won't be long, long before I get you by my side and just hold you, tease you, squeeze you till what's been on my mind. I wanna make up right now, now, now. I wanna make up right now, now, now. Wish we never broke up right now, now, now. We need to make up right now, now, now. I wanna make up right now, now, now. I wanna make up right now, now, now. Wish we never broke up right now, now, now. We need to make up right now, now, now. So, Chris, why yeah. are we listening to Right Now by Aliwane Damala Buga Time Peru Naka Lulu Badara Akan Tiam? 
also known as Akon. That's his full name? It's his full name. I didn't know that. Also known as Akon. See, right there, I learned something, and that's the brilliance of the song of the night. Well, if there's one thing that you should know about the Black and Abdallah show is that once we start a bit, we commit to a bit. Uh, This is now going to make three consecutive selections on the song of the night where the title of the song is right now. (laughs) We had Van Halen. uh, We had last night SR71 and now Akon. Three songs back to back to back all titled right now. Why? Mm I don't know because it's just what we feel this week. We can, yeah, because we can. It's just where we're going. You had a ton of Akon facts for us I upstairs did. in I the did. newsroom. Did you know that Akon on his uh, he founded two record labels and signed originally Lady Gaga, really T Pain and French Montana. But there's a thing in the music industry. T Pain has kind of uh, like brought it to light about like signing bonuses when you because like it's not an it's an offshoot of a different record label, right? So he started this off a different record label. Okay, and when you sign a a an artist, you get the signing bonus. So he was just pocketing the signing bonuses and not doing anything with these artists that are now huge, right? Sure. Yeah. He also wrote and produced for um, he's he's fifty. So he uh, wrote and produced for Michael Jackson, Snoop Dogg, Lionel Richie, Sean Paul, and Whitney Houston. And uh, he uh, he wanted to start his own country. Uh, his own country? <laughs> he wanted to start his own city in Senegal called Akon City, and it was going to be funded by Acoin, <laughs> his own cryptocurrency that he is embroiled in a horrible legal battle over. Really? Yeah. See? You Dude, say, why, why are we selecting wild. this song? Akon, you have all kinds of facts. Akon is wild. Do you remember? And only makes bangers. Do you remember this song when this was a hit? Yeah, back in 2008. This is prime Black and Abdallah going out at night to like bars every single night and hearing this and like a bunch of ushers. (laughs) We were living in Lakeview in an apartment that I think the the rent was like $800 shared between the two of us. (laughs) The place had a hole in the wall with a rat. We did have a rat hole. (laughs) All right, Akon, right now is your song of the night with Black and Abdallah. the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for what dial there's there's no dial on my phone yeah it's just an crank the volume because it's time for black and abdallah's song of the night yo later i wonder what we'll pick tomorrow night it's black and abdallah we'll be back in two minutes black and abdallah on espn chicago chicago's home for sports